Mamma Mia, Under New Gov, Italy Again Attracting Migrants and Becoming Refugee Camp. Written by Selwyn Duke. Wednesday, October, 23, 2019. While Hungary has just said it may use force to repel migrants, Italy under its new government is doing the opposite, with word getting out that the nation is again accepting third world refugees, more are now reportedly leaving Africa, and are poised to spread throughout Europe. Italy had enjoyed a 14-month respite from migrant inundation owing to the policies of former interior minister and staunch patriot Matteo Salvini. But a late summer election resulted in the rise of a left-wing coalition government comprising the Five Star Movement and the Democratic Party, which is overturning those policies. The Mediterranean nation thus now faces a return to what a 2017 Bloomberg editorial described as Italy's migrant crisis. This message has been received, too, apparently. Consider the comments of a previously deported Tunisian illegal migrant who has just returned to Italy. As Breitbart informs. The Tunisian is one of around 2,000 migrants who have landed in Italy in September and was interviewed by Italian media on the island of Lampedusa last week, Italian broadcaster TGCOM24 reports. I came in 2011. They expelled me in 2019. I had a residence permit. Then I participated in a fight, and they denounced me. Because at that time, there was Salvini, the Tunisian said. I know he's not there anymore and I'm happy about it, he added. The migrant confirmed that many in Tunisia knew that Salvini was no longer in the Italian government and claimed that more migrants were leaving the North African country for Italy every day. Well, it sounds like Salvini has his next campaign commercial, and, sure enough, now Senator Salvini wasted no time relating the migrants' comments on Facebook. Calling the reinstitution of the old migration policies madness, he wrote, addressing Italy's current prime minister, Giuseppe Conte, shame on you, you are destroying Italy. Salvini, a colorful, stout-hearted figure, has never shrunk from denouncing culturally suicidal immigrationist schemes. For example, last month he called Italy's new leaders abusive ministers who hate the Italians, reported Breitbart at the time. The new government reopens the ports and Italy goes back to being Europe's refugee camp, Salvini said, then, continuing his word mincing, he also stated, today, slavers, racists, and colonizers, exploiters of women and men, are only found on the left. Breitbart further relates. Of course, as former Ambassador Alan Keyes said of America's immigration, it's the West that's being colonized, and while the boots on the ground are mainly third-worlders, the colonizers are globalist immigrationists, who often have some very nefarious plans. Just consider the little-known Global Compact for Migration, which, asserts a European parliamentarian, has as a goal the decriminalization of illegal migration. The idea, it appears, is to remake the West via a massive influx of third-world peoples. Related to this, French President Emmanuel Macron has actually endorsed the idea of creating Eurafrica, a scheme requiring the flooding of his continent with 150 to 200 million Africans during the next few decades. Obviously, this isn't your grandfather's immigration. It has another name, replacement migration. The UN actually had a web section on this, mind you, explicitly entitled Replacement Migration, yet it now, interestingly, resolves to a page stating Not Found, with clicking the Cached Older version bringing the same dead-end result. I had to use the Wayback Machine Internet Archiving Service to find the section, the Conclusions page is here. If such replacement were visited on a remote Amazonian or Papua New Guinean tribe, it would be called cultural and demographic genocide. But when it happens to the West, it's blessed diversity, and our strength lies therein, don't forget. 
In reality, though, leftists don't really want what their rhetoric exalts, diversity per se. They surely don't want the diversity white nationalists bring, the Latino supremacist group La Raza the race is fine. Conservative professors are frowned upon at universities, insofar as they're even present, but Marxists there merely represent the exercise of academic freedom. Leftists don't want Christians who actually believe in Christianity, as businessmen persecuted for refusing to participate in same sex weddings can attest. They don't want Chick fil A restaurants or pro lifers anywhere, and when whites began diversifying San Francisco's once primarily Hispanic Mission District neighborhood by moving into it, the New York Times derisively called it the bleaching out of the area. There's a lesson here no one, anywhere, likes all kinds of diversifying elements. Everyone picks and chooses based on what effects he believes they'll have. Yet with immigration, the West has accepted the supposition that diversity is good by definition. So an obvious question is seldom seriously asked. Will the cultural values an immigrant group brings with it make the host nation better or worse? This question is especially relevant today because, first, multiculturalism has reduced the pressure to assimilate, and, second, today's inundation with newcomers can create a situation in which the rate of immigration exceeds the rate of assimilation. The result is the development of nations within nations e.g., no-go zones and alteration of the native culture. Of course, the above question must always be asked because, contrary to assumption, assimilation is never complete where large numbers of I am migrants are concerned, they always reshape the native culture to some degree. But does it really improve the West if it becomes less Western? Does it help already waning Christendom if it becomes less Christian? Will all groups actually assimilate the Amish never have, for example, and is Balkanization good anywhere? Adding new ingredients to a satisfying dish can possibly improve it, but it must be done with gastronomic sophistication. The current practice is to simply toss anything and everything into the kettle, coldly indifferent to whether or not the civilization starts to heave. As for Salvini, it's clear where he stands on these questions. Citing a 1982 discourse by Pope John Paul II, he tweeted last month Translation courtesy of Breitbart, I send you, old Europe, this cry full of love, find yourself, be yourself, discover your origins, rekindle your roots, relive these authentic values that have made your history glorious, of course, if old Europe hadn't lost these things, it wouldn't be poised to become New Africa. Subscribe to The New American and listen to more by clicking podcast on the top right corner of our homepage. Also, please consider donating to help us push out more content for you, our listeners.